welcome to episode two of Coffee Break with the Mountain Astrologer. I'm Shannon Garcia. Today we'll take another quick look back into TMA history, and associate editor Chris Brennan and I will talk about some ways that you can find and support the local astrology groups in your area. First, though, I want to take a minute and address the biggest question everybody's been asking us since we launched. When are you going to be on iTunes? And the answer is soon. So here's the deal with that. Originally, we were just going to submit Coffee Break to the iTunes library and be done with it. and No big deal. But part of the mission here at TMA is to help educate the public about what the various astrologies really are and also to support and connect the wider astro community. So we started to think, how can we use this new podcast to really do that? But we decided that we want to get astrology onto the front page of iTunes podcasts. This isn't even really about TMA itself. We're looking for ways that more conversations about astrology can take place in public mainstream forums, and this is one way that we can encourage that. Now, there are all kinds of tips and strategies about how to become quote-unquote new and noteworthy, but the important thing is having a few episodes available, and of course, a good electional chart never hurts. Chris and I will also be recording a short roundup of the various astrology podcasts in production right now since the iTunes launch is a unique opportunity for us to spread the word about the growing number of podcasts that are out there. So, it turns out that waiting a little bit longer is going to let us start out on a higher note there and point more people to all the great work that other astrologers are doing right now. And your help in subscribing and spreading the word when we do that is going to make a difference. Thanks for your support. It really is everything. And now, on with the show. All right. And so with us today is Tim, the publisher of TMA, and he's going to do a little bit of storytelling for us, actually, because I have heard that there's some early magazine history that involved. What is this like? Um, tell us more about what you were doing as the magazine got started. Well, the magazine started in late 1987. And by 1989, I was driving around the country trying to get the magazine into stores and, and then I heard about this big conference called UAC, United Astrology Congress, in 1989. It was happening in New Orleans. And I thought, well, I've got to go down to that. I've got to meet some more astrologers, network and all that. So, and I, at the time, I was living in Colorado. So I thought, well, I know plenty of people from Cleveland because I'm from Cleveland, and I knew a lot of astrologers from Cleveland. So I thought, I'll go down there. I only have enough money for airfare and maybe a few meals. So I'll go down there and I'll hook up with somebody from Cleveland. Maybe I'll be able to crash on their hotel room floor or whatever. So I had a plan. And also there was this uh, this guy I knew, Ron Pierce, who said he would share half of his trade show table with me so I'd be able to display the magazine and meet people. So I go down there and show up, and I didn't find anybody I knew from Cleveland. So I was kind of stuck. But I put the magazines out on the trade show table, and I started meeting astrologers and showing off the magazine. It was great. But I didn't have anywhere to stay. So what I did was the trade shows had this long drapery hanging off the edge, and it was actually a little place where one could sleep. And the carpet was really thick and plush. It was a luxury hotel. So I just got a sheet from somebody, borrowed a sheet, wrapped myself in it, and slept under the trade show table. And I guess word got out about that, and it was actually amusing and charming for a lot of people. So it kind of worked out fine. 
I got through the conference and actually halfway through, somebody did offer me uh, to stay in their room. And now she is a columnist for the Mountain Astrologer all these years later. It was Alexandra Karakostas who rescued me during that conference. Now, thankfully, Tim and the other editors don't have to crash behind the booth at conferences anymore. But we will still see you at at least one conference or organization retreat every year. And in our next episode, we'll have a full calendar of upcoming conferences so you can see if there's one that you might want to attend in the near future. All right. And with me now is TMA Associate Editor Chris Brennan. And we're going to talk a little bit today about local astrology groups. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, thanks for being on Coffee Break number two. So tell us about how you got started in Denver with your astrology group. I don't know much of the history of that, actually. How did you get going with it? So I'm originally from Denver, but I wasn't connected with any of the local astrology groups when I first started studying here. And I actually, uh, hilariously, I moved to Seattle in order to find other astrology groups and mainly in order to attend Kepler College but also because I realized there was a lot of astrologers in Seattle and I wanted to be by some of the larger astrology groups. And then after that, I went and lived in on the East Coast to study at Project Hindsight for a couple of years. And then eventually I came back to Denver in 2007. And when I got back, I had been exposed to the idea of like local astrology groups and conferences. And there was another older group in Denver, but they didn't really have a website and they didn't really promote their group very well. And instead of going in and trying to like force people to make changes, I decided just to start my own group and uh, try to use technology to be innovative and see what I could do in order to take the usual group model, but put some uh, sort of new spin on it. So what was your experience as you got started? Was it hard to find other people or did you were you able to connect with other people right away? Like, you know, putting up flyers or people just saw that there was an astrology group and they hadn't heard about the other one. How did your group start to coalesce? Because it seems pretty robust at this point. Yeah. So the biggest thing that happened was using the website meetup.com in order to organize it, in order to have a website for it and sort of get the word out about it. So earlier that year, I visited New York and my friend Kirk Kahn, an astrologer from New York, was organizing a I think it was like a weekly or biweekly meetup through meetup.com at Michael Luton's office. And so he had just this website, meetup.com, and they were using it to organize these sort of informal get togethers to talk about astrology, which sometimes featured lectures or discussions or other things. And I just realized that would be an amazing way to organize a local astrology group. So in, I think, April of 2008, I purchased a, I think it was like a $20 monthly subscription for meetup.com launched the page for it. And then UAC 2008 happened in Denver. And one of my friends from Kepler College, Roland Matthews, was organizing the volunteer room monitors for that conference. And he came into town a few months before the conference in order to have some sort of meeting amongst the organizers. And him and I were sitting there at this local cafe called the Mercury Cafe in downtown Denver. 
And I was telling him about how I wanted to start a local astrology group. And then the owner of the cafe like walked by right at that moment and Roland flagged her down and, and said, you know, this guy wants to start a local astrology group. Can you give him a space for it? And he was actually like really forward about it, which I never would have been. <laughs> and she looked at us really surprised, but she was like, you know, I have always wanted the local astrology groups to hold their meetings here, but they never have taken me up on that offer. And I'll let you use the space for free if you want to start hosting meetings here. Wow. So, so the space really yeah, dropped there, into your lap then. Yeah, it was a combination between like wanting to do that and then finding myself in the right place at the right time and meeting the right people and also being exposed to the right technology, like realizing how useful Meetup would be as a website to organize things and then just getting a free space dropped in my lap. So all of those things sort of came together and I had a great electional chart picked out, which I had seen a few years ahead of time. And we launched the group in early May of 2008. And we've been hosting monthly meetings there at the Mercury Cafe once a month on the second Saturday of each month at 3 p.m. for the past uh, seven years. We just celebrated our seven year anniversary uh, a couple of months ago. So what have you found that's helpful in getting people to come back every month or in making a group appealing? The biggest thing I think every group should be doing is they should have a page on meetup.com. The major or sometimes the smaller local astrology groups do already have a page on meetup.com and they use that to help advertise what lectures they have coming up as well as draw in new members. But there's a lot of groups that still don't. And that's probably one of my biggest recommendations is that any group that does not have a page on meetup.com is probably making a huge mistake because one of the things that younger people do is they'll go on meetup.com and they'll do a search and they'll say, show me astrology groups or astrology meetups within five miles of my location or within this city that I live in. And if they see you listed, like your group will come up first as one of the only groups that does astrology in that area if you have a page with them. But if you don't have a page, then they might not find you and it might not be as easy to just realize that there's a local group that talks about astrology in their city. Yeah, that's true, because you would have to just be next to the right bulletin board at the right time for that to work out. Yeah. And it's like most astrology groups, even if they have a website, it's not like they do a ton of stuff with like social media or other stuff to begin with. But one of the things about Meetup is that people can sign up and they can list their interests. And then if a group forms at some point in their city that matches one of those interests or that topic, then everybody who's listed that interest will get a notification about it all around the city. So that's the other reason why I tell people to start a page on Meetup, even if you're already an established group, because there's probably hundreds or at least dozens of people in your city that are waiting and would love to receive a notification that there is an astrology group in their area. And if you set up a page on Meetup, then they'll get it immediately. Full disclosure, I guess I've been involved with Meetup.com since 2006. They don't send me a check. I don't work for them or anything, but I've been volunteering with them for a long time. It's actually how I got started teaching astrology. I had moved back to Seattle after living away for work for a while. And when I came back here, I started a tarot group on meetup.com because there wasn't one. And I was like, well, there's 130 people in Seattle that want a group and there isn't anything. I guess I'll be the one to start it. And then I ended up teaching astrology to tarot readers. But the ease with which everything fell together in a group and also the, seeing how other people are really able to find it. With Meetup, right. Meetup really puts a lot of energy into good SEO and being really searchable. Why not pay them a little bit to let them do all the heavy lifting for you as far as that goes? 
Yeah, that's huge. I mean, because they rank high on search results. So it's like if you have a page, then your group is going to get listed towards the top whenever somebody does a search for any keywords related to the name of your city or the name of your state plus astrology or plus astrologers. And that's really valuable. Just being listed high in search results is worth whatever the monthly fee is. It's like somewhere around $15 a month, depending on how many members you have. Have you found that groups that promote themselves online, whether it's through Meetup or other kinds of social media or on Facebook, seem to do better as a group than ones who don't? Or have you found that it is kind of an extra thing, but it's not necessary? No, I mean, the groups that are growing and flourishing right now are the groups that are promoting themselves online and are taking advantage of all of the new tools that you can use in order to organize and promote local groups. And a lot of that stuff is online, whereas the groups that are not doing that are just dying, basically. They're withering and they have an established membership base who continue to attend the meetings, but then it never grows beyond that. And they're not bringing in new members and they're not bringing in younger people who otherwise would find them if they did take advantage of some of those tools online. So how would you recommend to people to find a group in their area? Just go to meet up and search. Are there other things that maybe people can look for? Google search for like first the keyword of your city name and then like astrology or astrology group or astrology meeting and then your state or sort of general area plus that keyword and see if there's any local groups in your area because you'll either find the page for a meetup group on astrology that's somewhere in your city or somewhere in your state or you'll find that sometimes there's a local independent group that has a website in your city or in your state. And if you don't find that, sometimes it's possible that there is a group that exists. For example, there's a number of NCGR groups that just don't have websites for some reason, and therefore you have to go to the NCGR, the National Council for Geocosmic Research website, and see if there's a chapter in your area or in your city on their website, and then you can get connected with them. But yeah, otherwise just doing like a Google search is usually sufficient, or you can go to meetup.com itself and set up a free profile with them and list your interest as astrology. And then it will tell you if there's any astrology groups or astrology meetups within like a 20 or 50 mile radius or whatever you set it as. Well, terrific, because this is something that I think people start thinking about after they study astrology for a while and they read books and kind of get into what they're doing. And then they realize that they would really like to talk to somebody else about what they're learning and what they're reading. And it can be hard to figure out what to do beyond message boards. And this is a great way to actually go out and talk to people face to face. Yeah. And until you've done that, you actually don't realize how valuable that can be, both because astrology can be a very isolating study because it's kind of a fringe field in some way, especially if you're taking it seriously. It can be hard to find and connect with other people who have that similar interest or similar passion about astrology. So being able to connect with other local people in person actually feels really good. And it's a lot of fun to do that and to be in a group of like-minded people. But beyond that, it can also be useful just in terms of expanding the scope of one's astrological studies, because sometimes meeting with other people in person, you can learn things or be exposed to things that you otherwise might not be if you were just studying on your own and sort of focused on a specific track of study. Once you start running into other people, you might find out about concepts or things that you hadn't thought about before or that you hadn't come across before. And there's something that can be very valuable about that. 
That's true, because in the local group here, I know that we've taken great pains to have a really variable schedule throughout the year and having people coming and talking on really different areas of astrology. Yeah, most groups are really good about that because once you've been in astrology for a while, you realize that the field is really diverse. And so local groups often try to show off that diversity by bringing in different speakers who specialize in different topics. And so that's one of the things that makes local groups really useful is just getting exposure to different types of astrology and different approaches to astrology. Great. Well, thanks for coming and talking to us about this today. All right. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for uh, spreading the good word about Meetup. Chris, you have your own podcast as well. So where can we find that? I'm the host of the Astrology Podcast, which is available at theastrologypodcast.com. It is a great long form show with a nice back catalog. So I encourage everyone to check it out. Thank you again for taking the time to talk with us. You can find The Mountain Astrologer at Barnes & Noble Booksellers, Whole Foods Market, PCC Natural Markets, or local specialty bookstores and newsstands nationwide. To subscribe to the print or digital edition, or to read a free sample copy, please visit us online at www.mountainastrologer.com. believe me when I tell them I'm a tenor, but now I have like extra tenor. Is it still light there? Uh, I don't know. It's probably the sun is about to set. Oh no, it just set. Actually looking at solar fire. Uh, I need to get out more. <laughs> I don't... Solar fire says <laughs> sunset. Right. Solar fire tells me that it is nighttime now, so I assume that that is true. Oh good. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's spending too much time in my office right now. <laughs>